You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. And of course, youtube.com slash up next. And twitch.tv forward slash up next podcast. Hello, wow. YouTube room. Hello, Twitch room. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, tonight we go to war. Because it is war games. War games. Generals gathered in their masses. Yes, welcome. We are the NXT podcast. Every Wednesday night, we watch NXT, we talk about it, we go live on YouTube and Twitch. Because we are your NXT friends. Friends! And tonight was war. Friends don't don't go to war, usually. Hopefully not. I mean, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's wrestling, Braden. It's Everyone's always at True. war. But this is the night where people go to battle. You have matching camo outfits. Wow. You have a lot of tables with names on. Trash cans, apparently. Serial killers from movies from the 90s. Leave that garbage wrestling at home. Leave it alone. We had a lot of garbage oh. tonight in a good way. <laughs> in a in good, a good way. way. Yeah, uh, we watch NXT every week. And, of course, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash upnext. And we do Up Nextra every Thursday where we talk about AEW. And I feel like for the past few weeks we've been super negative on NXT because, let's be honest, the build to take over usually is pretty good. And the, the one to this was kind of... I felt, I felt with this one they kind of just... Decided they were doing war games, wrote a bunch of matches on paper, and felt, ah, that's enough. Yeah. You know, I, we didn't really have the storytelling that I, I like from NXT going into this. But uh, it's TakeOver, right? TakeOver's rarely disappoint. Even during these strange times we're in, 
I've enjoyed the the TV specials they've done and the takeovers, and it's exciting. We only get war games once a year. Um, it's still a concept I think feels relatively fresh to NXT. I don't feel it's been beaten to death yet, quite like the ladder match has, hmm. uh, especially this year. So, I well, will... let Pat McAfee wrestle in one, and then you get your answer. <laughs> Absolutely, but I think as the day went on today, I started to get more of those takeover feelings and got a bit more excited right. and um yeah i i'm gonna say off the bat i really enjoyed tonight yeah no takeover is a show wrestling fans can get together and rejoice as we did with our watch along again the twitch and youtube that was a blast shout out everyone who who showed up there that was so much fun as we continue live right now as we're recording but uh it's it's interesting. Uh, War Games had this weird build, and then it's TakeOver. We're used to TakeOvers being amazing. And, man, I don't know if you could say it was amazing, but this was an awesome show. You could say it was amazing. I, 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 were, I really enjoyed tonight. There were definitely elements of tonight that I think were amazing. Yeah. Um, now, we are recording this show live. Obviously, a lot of you are probably listening to us right now, uh, Monday morning, listening to our thoughts Somewhere. on your podcast app. Hope you're but well. We are doing this live, so if you are in the YouTube room or the Twitch room, we're going to attempt tonight to take some live calls. So just um, go onto forum.postwrestling.com and look at our feedback thread. And there's all the information there on how you can call in once we've gone through the show. So yeah. we'll be doing feedback at the end, as we always do. But if you do want to call in, hopefully we'll get around to taking some of your calls. Yeah. Uh, and again, Wednesday nights is when we usually do these things. So hang out with us Wednesday nights after NXT. I know a lot of people, it's NXT's the second show. They watch. A lot of people don't even, as we learned in our watch-along, don't even watch the weekly show. They just show up for the takeovers. So, Someone asked tonight, who's Cameron Grimes? Who's yeah. this Cameron Grimes guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they didn't know who he was because they don't watch TV. Yeah. And Cameron Grimes has only been on like one takeover. So if you are one of these takeover-only people, hey, how are you? How you doing? <laughs> Welcome to Up Next and Post Wrestling. And... Uh, Let's just get right into it. I think so, Because yeah. it's a pay-per-view, a WWE Network special, which didn't work all that great for us tonight, by oh, the way. Oh, boy, Network, yeah. WWE Network hates We had Canada. a lot of issues with, uh, with the PlayStation app tonight. Um, so I ended up watching the main event via alternative means. We pay for a subscription service. Yeah. And uh, they didn't... They, WWE hates Canada, confirmed. Yeah, it Why, feels that way. They don't even way. air NXT. It feels that way. I'm Canada, jeez. Yeah. All right, anyways. Uh, <laughs> NXT TakeOver War Games 2020. Uh, we caught a little bit of the pre-show, and we had a video package for everything on the show, but Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and Mackenzie Mitchell's backstage with Cameron Grimes, and he says he ain't scared of anybody, and he ain't ever ran from anybody, and he missed an opportunity to make a proper joke about screaming to the moon. Instead, just said he'll be screaming because I'm going to the moon. Yeah. So that catchphrase is no longer cool. Yeah, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of over the catchphrase now. I like Cameron. It Grimes, went to the moon, and it's but it's, it's yeah yeah it's sailed. That's wrestling. That's WWE wrestling for you. I guess. Um, you have a catchphrase, you beat it to death. Uh, Ariel Hawani is on the pre-show as well. He is. Yeah, got- he's been on what like. He's been on Impact this year. He's been on AEW this year. Obviously, a load of MMA stuff. Yeah. And now NXT. Uh, when are we getting him for best match ever? Yeah, you're going to have to tweet him. Mm. Talk to John. Yeah. The Jopo, the boss, the godfather. Get him on. What would, he, what would his best match ever be? Holly Johnson, obviously, going from tonight's <laughs> chats in the Twitch stream and YouTube. No, room. he'd pick like the Fight Pit or something. He'd fight pick pit. like Lion's Den or something. Yeah, Shamrock. Yeah. Best of Shamrock. Yeah. I'll talk to John. 
well, he was great. Sam Roberts was Sam Roberts. No, uh, he's all right, too. Uh, but we start War Games. And to answer everyone's question, will they fit two rings? Can they fit two rings in the CWC? The answer is yes. <laughs> I actually, I really enjoyed the, the setup tonight. I think it, um, because the, the two rings, and especially with the cage down, was so large, um, you didn't get distracted by sort of the screens of the the people and the the noise that was made just it kind of felt you mentioned fight pit earlier it kind of felt like this fight pit just we're gonna talk about fight pit a lot this warehouse with these cages and they even had the the entrance ramp going level to the ring which is very unlike wwe because you're going Um, war but was used to good effect later on in the night i I thought they set it up really nicely yeah uh and we start with a war games match as they said on the pre-show the women's war game match Team Candice versus Team Shotzi. This all came about because Candice ran over Shotzi's tank and she was a very, really upset. And now we have to go to war. That You do, yeah. When you, someone you runs over your tank. Mess up my tank. Yeah. Uh, she was raised by her dad. So <laughs> Team Shotzi comes out and they, they teased that she's got a new tank, an upgraded tank, Mech 5. Uh... The War Machine. Yes. And out comes Shotzi Blackheart on this giant tank. Uh, not quite a real gold tank. It's still kind of like the toy tank, yeah. just a little bigger now. Wow. It's like it's got all these upgraded things. It's definitely got some sort of cannon on it. It had TCB for taking, taking care, care of business. business on the front. It even had Ember Moon came to the ring wearing this light-up jacket and a, a skull mask with light-up eyes. And it looked like the same skull was on this tank as well Mad with Max. the glowing eyes. Yeah, definitely some crazy vibes uh, coming from Team Shotzi. They mean business. They're going to take care of it. Uh, Candace, Team Candace comes out. Uh, well, I didn't mention it. I guess I should mention who's on the teams. Team Shotzi, obviously led by Shotzi Blackheart, has Rhea Ripley, Ember Moon, and NXT Women's Champ Io Shirai against Team Candace, which is Candice LeRae, uh, not Indy Hartwell. But Tony Storm, Raquel Gonzalez, and Dakota Kai. So that's on Team Candace. And uh, I, I liked uh, Candace's entrance gear as well. She had this whole... Obviously, she's this poison pixie. But she's got, like, the black wings. It looked, She looked cool. With the, I don't know if her face paint was Star Trek or Sailor Moon. Yeah, I don't, cool. I don't know what she was going for. I, I thought all the gear was fantastic. I was just... A bit disappointed they didn't have any sort of matching gear. It looked like Rhea, Io, and um, Shotzi all had a bit of a green theme. Yeah. But Ember didn't get the message because uh, she was still in her red. I want a skull. I don't know. I, I just, I like in past um, War Games matches where you've had like Roderick Strong dressing up in AOP gear. Uh, Pete Dunne and Ricochet wearing the War Raiders uh, face paint. That kind of thing. Um, I think it was missing from... Uh, team Shotzi here. Some kind she of, had them face paint. She had it, but they didn't yeah. look united as a team. And I think for your baby faces especially, I, I'd like a bit of matching camo or something like that. They had matching colors. All the team on her team like had matching to Shotzi's colors. So it like had Except for Ember. Yeah, and yeah. then it's just Ember. It's like it was purple, but it was like all right, and, like it didn't 
didn't quite mesh. Uh, yeah. And, and Shotzi had the face paint, like going to war, war games kind of thing. Uh, and the YouTube chat is telling us, well, hey, guys, you missed her- Shotzi fire the, the tank missile. That's probably when our WWE Network cut yes, out for the first one time. One of the many times tonight. Yeah. Um, so I guess we, I can't believe it. Now I got to go back and watch Shotzi shooting some missiles. Uh, so Team Shotzi versus Candice LeRae, war games match. It starts one-on-one and you know the rules, blood and guts, all that sort of thing. The match beyond. So two rings, one giant cage, and it's Ember Moon starting with Dakota Kai, who they go back and forth with certain strikes. Uh, Dakota's in the corner, eats the handspring forearm, then a back senton. Uh, I am clearly was mad that Ember didn't have the matching face paint because I'm like, why isn't Ember wearing the matching yeah. face paint? <laughs> so there's a suplex and then like a crossbody into the cage. Uh, Shotzi enters the match now because she won War Games Advantage. It's weird when the baby faces get War Games Advantage, yeah. but I digress. Shotzi grabs a crowbar and a toolbox. Clearly listen to us talk about December to December. Absolutely. Shout out Test. Test with the crowbar. Uh, Great review. Patreon.com slash up (laughs) next. Shotzi grabs a toolbox and a crowbar and starts beating up on people. She ain't playing around. But Raquel Gonzalez, who comes in next, comes in. Big boots to everyone. Hits a tour of the islands. Uh, There's like a powerbomb to Shotzi to the cage, which looks great. Dakota Kai is getting some offense in with running boot, running face wash. Raquel's hitting another power slam and kicking combo. From Lady Diesel and Lady... If Lady Diesel's Raquel, what's... Lady Dakota? Kick? Lady... Team... The captain of Team Kick. Yeah. And then uh, Heartbreak Kick? I don't know. Something. She'll work, she'll work on it. Um, Dakota <laughs> <HP> Kai... <Kick. laughs> yeah, sure. Dakota Kai hits this like running, jumping clothesline, which looks awesome because she's doing it from one ring to the other. Rhea, Rhea Ripley is in and she's coming in and she's running shit here, fucking everyone up. They... They definitely were doing callbacks to that feud with Raquel. There was a lot of standing off against Raquel and Rhea here. Because they had that awesome match at Halloween Havoc, but Mm. they've been having a little bit of a beef here. They're the two big badasses in the women's division, and they get to go at it here again. And Rhea decides to take a look-see in Shotzi's little little toolbox and decides to pull out a mini sledgehammer. Yeah, more of a mallet, wasn't it? Yeah, like Thor's hammer, kind of. And decides to start using that on Dakota Kai to the gut. Um, but not not the old school style with Triple H. I mean, it's Triple H runs NXT, so you got to have the sledgehammer. She's going to like the back of the spine, wouldn't yeah. she? Like the top of the spine. Um, and then grabs this like strap, which she clearly knows that there's a strap match later on. So she decides to grab a strap, lo- like ties herself to Dakota and starts to just headbutt her, which looks great. But in comes... Tony Storm, it's Tony time, who comes in with a kendo stick but decides to German suplex Rhea Ripley. There's then some cool, like, Tower of Doom slash Steiner Bulldog double team. Yeah, so you had the Tower of Doom in one ring while Ember Moon uh, jumped off with a bulldog uh, onto, like, an electric chair. Yeah. Which looked really cool. Great, like... Just big, mo- first big moment of the match, I'd say. Yeah, it looked really cool. Raquel and Tony now are keeps like beating down on everyone when Io Shirai is next to come into the ring. But Raquel and Tony like repeatedly stop Io from entering. They keep closing the door, like blocking her out, and Io keeps getting pissed off, but keeps stopping her. So Io hasn't even entered the match. But then Candice LeRae, the last entrance in this match, comes out. And there's like this stare down between Candice and Io. But then out comes Indy Hartwell, who attacks Io. Neck brace and all. She doesn't look like she needs that neck brace. 
she not shouldn't anymore. Be, she shouldn't be doing all that. If she's, she's still wearing it, <laughs> yeah. though. She should be careful. It's a heel thing. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they decide to lock Io Shirai out while Candice goes in. So now there's like more weapons in the ring, and they decide to keep Io Shirai out of it. I actually quite liked this because we all know it's, I think, there's like only one War Games match where the baby faces have started because it's always the heel advantage. Yeah. So when the baby faces won the advantage last Wednesday, you go, oh, that's a bit different. But it it gives a weird dynamic to the match. The baby faces always outnumbering the heels. But obviously the team, the heel team here has that fifth person with Indy Hartwell. And with this spot locking EO out, it allowed them to have the advantage. So yeah. I actually think it worked quite well because it kept it... A bit different with the baby faces started, but you still had that heel advantage here. Yeah, it gave them back that, like, bad guy exactly, edge yeah. that they always have. And now it's all the baddies, the heels. They're beating up everyone else on the team. And then we have, like, pretty much all the members of, I think there's, a, it's like Raquel and Candice. And they all grab kendo sticks and they all start taking turns beating the hell out of Shotzi, mm. just kendo sticks, all these strikes. Now all the women are, are standing and brawling when Io Shirai emerges from the top of the cage on top of this, this, this whole double ring as everyone looks up, Io Shirai has a trash can who she then places over her head and whole upper torso, upper body, decides to then jump off the top of the cage with the trash can over herself, blinding herself onto everyone this is one of the craziest spots I've ever seen. This was so crazy. We've all seen so many cage matches, war games matches, whatever. You know you're always going to have someone jump off the top. And it's it's always cool. But we've seen it before. I have never seen someone put a trash can on their head and just leap. The trust to have in the people below catching you. But also, scary being below yeah like if, if you're just catching someone especially the size of eo it's okay but you're catching this flying metal trash can which is going to be relatively heavy now as well i thought this spot was nuts and made me leap out my seat i can't believe that she jumps not seeing i'm like, hoping not... there were little eye no there wasn't <laughs> no of course there wasn't there was just so many of them like it had to make sense to, to oh, catch her right this like... is so brave this to is, do this. Yeah, this was insane. Genius of the sky. Io Shirai gets me high. She puts a trash can on her head and jumps off. What is what is going on in this match? This is insane. It's not. I don't know what yeah. this is, but the visual is amazing. Oh, yeah. This crazy woman putting a trash can on and jumping off the top. Insane. Uh, Io Shirai gets up, but they, gets up and takes the trash can off, and, and she's fine, and starts to beat up everyone. Rhea helps her do like this crazy tornado-assisted DDT. Um, there's then like Shotzi, who's just beating down on Team Shotzi, who's beating down on everyone. Uh, there were some really nice moments with just Ember and Rhea just throwing Io around, um, like just launching yeah. her into this. Uh, was it a drop kick that Io hit? And as you mentioned that. That Tornado DDT assisted by Rhea looked awesome as well. Just great teamwork from Team Shotzi. Uh, Io goes for the moonsault, but there's it's blocked. Then there's Larray who hits like a head scissors into the Gargano escape. And then Shotzi sees that, but then decides to lock on ca- cattle mutilation onto Dakota Kai. So Gargano, sorry, Larray looks over and is like, oh, she's got her move on. Classic heel move here. Let's go. Goes to break up Shotzi's because she knows, like, uh, my move's not as strong as your move, and I'm going to break yours up. I, I love the kind of um, 
the teamwork. It, it's something with war games I I really liked, and we've seen in war games matches in the past where they're trying to isolate people into another ring, and with here, like with the submissions as well, um, it becomes more of almost this team sport, which you don't get so much in tag team matches. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was really cool this submission spot. Yeah, uh, Candice breaks it up though, and then there's D- Dakota Kai who eventually gets up to her feet. She's in a in a tussle with Io Shirai, who she grabs the trash can, puts it back on Io, who's now laid out. Dakota Kai climbs the top rope, hits a flying double stump to Io Shirai, who's in the trash can. The trash can now crumples like a hand grabbing tinfoil, and Io Shirai is like literally like crumpled in the. Trash can. Again, such a scary move to take. You know it's coming, but you can't... Like, you're, you're clearly bracing for this. Yeah. But you don't know exactly when the impact's going to come. Um, crazy spot. Yeah. And almost as scary as the one off the top. Yeah. Uh, this one looked like it was hard... Dakota was trying to take the trash can off Eo, and it, like, took her a few tries before... It was it, stuck on it her, was yeah. crushed into her. Uh, just insane. Well, if you thought that was crazy... Ember Moon climbs up the top rope while there's these chairs that are set up, hits the flying stunner, the eclipse, like onto the chairs. This is insane as well. That move is already crazy. The Ember Moon's eclipse, the, the flying stunner thing, insane. But when there's chairs set up, like that's just even more deadlier where they're flying into these, these chairs. Uh, Tony Storm, there's another trash can. She decides to hit a Storm Zero, a Tiger Driver, or as our... Twitch and YouTube chat kept saying the Pearl River <laughs> Plunge. Uh, but it's broken up, not the finish here, but looks great. The visual of someone getting powerbombed through a trash can also looks really great. Uh, EO stops that count, though. Candace hits a brain buster on EO Shirai, but then Rhea breaks that up. There's Candace hitting super kicks to Rhea Ripley. Then there's a ladder that was brought in. Shotzi starts to climb that, hits a back senton off the ladder to Candace, who had a chair laying on her front side. So... Shotzi couldn't really make the pin because she jumped off the ladder yeah. onto a chair onto Candace. So they're all laid out. Uh, Rhea decides to get in there and she stops. This is the count there. She stops Tony. But sorry, there's a spot where Tony like breaks up a pin, but it's Rhea who's like trying to play defense. You said it's like a team aspect, yeah. right? And Rhea's playing D and she's like, oh, I see Tony coming to break this pin. Better let her stop and break this pin. It's like, Rhea, you, you could have won the match. You should have right just charged at yeah, her. Yeah, you should have charged at her. Uh, it's Raquel, though, who after so many... Everyone's laid out from all these wicked spots. It's Io Shirai, who didn't get the pinfall because Tony broke it up, who takes out Tony. Rhea's laid out because Raquel took her out. And now it's... The ladder is now jimmied in between both rings where that metal part is. Rhea, sorry, Raquel and Io are climbing on top of, like, the ropes, but on on the side of the cage. And Raquel Gonzalez hits a her Texas tornado bomb off, like, the top of the rope, side of the cage, through the ladder. Io Shirai gets just destroyed here. Raquel gets on top of her and gets the pin. Raquel Gonzalez pinning the NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai to end war games. I'll have to go back and watch this and some of the others, but this might be my favorite NXT war games match. I I thought this was excellent. There were so many creative spots that we hadn't really seen before. Um, I love the teamwork from both teams, and I really like that Raquel Gonzalez won here. It sets her right up, 
as a fresh opponent for Io Shirai. Um, she looked very dominant here. And not expected, I don't think, um, her going over. Yeah. I I love this. The the crazy spots with the trash cans. That elbow drop from Shotzi to Candice looked nuts as well. This That's sent on. This was so brutal. This whole match. Uh all women worked so so hard. Um I loved it. Yeah, look, I, I know the whole term garbage wrestling was brought into play with Kenny a few weeks yeah. ago with AEW and stuff, but Io Shirai was literally putting a trash can oh, on yeah. her and then jumping is such a weird thing, but it works for her character's kind of obscure and weird. Her promos are underwater. Like she's strange. Yeah. So putting a trash can and not being able to blinding yourself and jumping is pretty crazy. And it but it's also we've seen EO do the moonsault off the cage before. Yeah. So it's all right, how do I top last year? How do I do something nuts I'll jump and different. can't see exactly i thought it was so good this match there was th- this thoroughly was, enjoyed it ember moon is someone we keep cr- criticizing because like her wrestling is amazing but it's she she didn't really get it didn't really work on the main roster because we don't know what her character really is mm-hmm. and then she's coming back here and it's still that like mad max but like i'm cosplaying I, I don't know what it is but when it comes to wrestling she's fantastic like the the, the eclipse spot is crazy and and like Raquel winning the match, obviously going in that avenue with Io Shirai, maybe at the next takeover, the Rumble takeover, mm-hmm. Raquel versus Io. Raquel's been on a run, and she's she's got like she's definitely a huge star in, in the WWE Women's Division, I think. But I thought everyone in this match like played their part so perfectly. Yeah, I, I really thought everyone brought it in this match. Uh, and Candice LeRae is always slept on, and I feel like she's another one who's just like, look, it's so money. She's so good. Speaking of Candice, some news coming out of the show. Uh, she's getting checked out right now with a possible broken arm oh or wrist. Oh, God. Um, I imagine possibly from that uh, ladder spot. I think so. Shotzi. The senton, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just coming. Uh, Triple H's press conference thing is going on right now yeah. as we're recording. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, uh, hopefully we'll have a bit of an update on that. But yeah, this match is just like, there was chaos. Like this thing is called War Games. And like, this is what I got out of this. This is them like all the weapons and like a toolbox, a silly sledgehammer. Like this is ridiculous wrestling. Like we this War Games is, we're going in knowing they're going to use weapons and ridiculous stuff. And that's what we got. Uh, I thought it was really fun. I, I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed the finish actually, because we, we figured that the men's War Games match the, it was kind of like Finn alluded to that the winner gets to face him. We all kind of assumed that. But then right here, it's clear as day, Raquel pinning Io. For sure. And that was our problem. We were saying going into this show, like, where are the stakes? But you see it now. Raquel pinned Io that she's going to go forward. Very similar to Rhea Ripley pinning Shayna. Was that last year? And then goes to challenge Shayna. It, it makes sense. It's logical booking. And that's what I liked. Yeah, I, I don't. I this may have been my match of the night uh, for me. It I was really, my match. Yeah, of the night. yeah, one hundred percent. And we we started with it. We we capped at that. Yeah, we were smitten. We went out with that. Uh, we, yeah. How do you top that? That was just crazy. It all started because the tank was run over. Yeah, realistically, and here we are. But now it kind of creates little side stories between all of them involved. But I thought all the women in this match did a fantastic job. Hats off to them. Um, and that trash can spot. Can't get over it. We have a video from Finn Balor who says, Everybody's watching. Enjoy enjoy your war games. Enjoy the craziness. Enjoy the big risks. It's special. But when the sirens stop and the cage raises, 
we get back to what matters most. This Wednesday, all eyes go back on the Prince. So sounds like he's ready for a return, which is good because we need that championship being. We need a champion. Again. Yeah, back. yeah. It's been a while since we've had. A yeah, they wrestle a takeover. I mean, they they kind of lucked out that War Games is at this point. Yeah, because you can get away with not having a title match. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm glad we're getting Finn back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, interesting. There, there'll be. We'll talk about what maybe might happen a little bit mm. later on because of some things that happen later on. Up next, Tomasa Champa. Versus Timothy Thatcher. Champa comes out with his Samurai Jason X mask. Yes. Is that what it is? I Champa. <laughs> I I still think it's more like Ronan, uh, the yeah. accuser, but okay. it's it's something. It's yeah, a look. It's interesting. It's scary. He's an intimidating guy. He but is. it's yeah, it's like a Power Ranger bad guy vibe going on here with his big beard. Champa wearing pants was all the rage in our chat rooms tonight. Uh, He's worn pants before. He's normally worn the camo, though. This was more like almost more traditional wrestling. Head pockets. With pockets, yes. What do you need pockets for? Uh, Bad guys. Put your beard oil. You put your your tissues. It's getting cold in Florida. Right. I've always got to have tissues with me. This show's inside. Yeah, you've got the AC pumping. You were like, uh, what's that guy? Have you been in... I always get a cold when I go to... Uh, arenas in the US because they just pump that that AC mm. yeah I might get the sniffles so you need pockets you need pockets <laughs> exactly <laughs> what are you going to put in those pockets Champa back pockets with the gold lining look fresh though uh, Champa versus Timothy Thatcher Thatcher looks good too he's got a nice jacket uh, I like seeing I want to see these two hurt each other and that's exactly what they do in this match two tough guys going at it I love these guys Back and forth, right off the top. They're 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 showing you that these are NXT's mean sons of bitches. They're the the rough around the edges type. They're doing all sorts of fight. Like they're kind of one upping each other on being mean and like doing the classic mean tough guy bully wrestling spots. There's then just a straight up slap from Champa who decides to just stomp the ankle of Timothy Thatcher, and then Champa gets rocked here, where like they kind of make the ref check on him, like, "Hey, are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm good. He gets back in this. He gets rocked, but then Thatcher is just beating him down. Overhead belly suplex. There's a one-armed suplex, like a butterfly, but only the one-arm hatch suplex. Belly to belly. Thatcher is just beating down on Champa, but he comes back, runs at him. They headbutt each other. They're both like seeing stars. And then there's a superplex from Champa. There's then the throat chops. I love Thatcher's like double... The cross what you, yeah, throat chop like, thing. To the throat. He's like... Ah. Uh, he goes for that, hits it once, and then goes for it again. But Champa blocks it and hits him with this flying knee, almost like a V-trigger. And this is the definite TSN turning point where Champa, the, the 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 knee brace must clip Thatcher's ear here because all of a sudden Thatcher's selling this knee shot, drops down to his knees, and then just all of a sudden you see trickles of blood just start to drip, it's just leaking all over. Wipe yourself up, you leaking homie. He is bleeding, and then Champa puts him in, like, the bull choke, the bully choke, and then, like, while he's wrenching him, he decides to just beat the ear even yeah. more. It's crazy. It's This is, like, the opposite of some, like, rest hold. Like, sorry, but Randy Orton, 2000s rest hold, he'd do. Like, this is completely different. For sure. There's a difference between a rest hold and a submission. Um, this is exactly the move that, wrestlers use when you're going to commercial break on a raw or smackdown 
All you need to do is lock it in and it's entertaining. You're hooked. It looks like it hurts. Um, all the submissions in this just look so like tight. Uh, loved it. Yeah, the, this this hold looked crazy, especially when he's beating on the... He's actually, like, punching the ear, making it way more bloodier, dripping blood now. The blood is going all over Champa, all over Thatcher. It's nasty. Uh, there's then... Uh, there's, like, Champa who decides to get up, and Thatcher hits him with a German suplex, and then Champa gets pulled into the ropes, and he's, like, selling that his throat is got, like, hung up on the rope there. And then there's the attempt for the double chop again, but it's blocked. Champa hits a series of chops. Thatcher's like tied in the ropes, trying to hold on, but it's Champa who locks in the gravat, not the cravat, but the gravat, the G. And it's been Thatcher's move the past few mm. weeks on his school Thatch can stuff. And Champa, using that, pulls Thatcher just a little bit into the ring. Use his his body and legs are still on the outside of the apron, setting up for the Willow's Bell. And Champa pins Thatcher. What a fight. Yeah, really enjoyed this match. Um, equally as violent as the first one, but without any weapons. Just yeah. solid smash mouth submission style wrestling. I really enjoyed it. I loved the touch of uh, Champa using um, Thatcher's submission finisher to go into the Widow's Bell. Thought it was a great little touch at the end. Um the blood, the bloody ear, although it was an accident in the match, just added to it even more. Um, this is exactly the kind of match I wanted these guys to have. And um, there was a stare down after where yeah. both looked mad that I I think we'll probably get a rematch on TV. Fight pit. I'd love a fight pit <laughs> match. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Timothy Thatcher, when he's doing this style of wrestling, it's he doesn't need to do the the promos and stuff with the with the school just wrestle like this and just you're, wrestle you're so entertaining uh champa going over makes me think that maybe he's gonna be in line for a title shot mm -hmm. um i really enjoyed this and this this takeover up till this point i was really really enjoying two yeah. out of two for me yeah no this was like a, a banger like these guys were killing each other out here with the submission holds the strikes like these guys are like i said the two tough guys here that we have on this roster and i i want to see them fight again and i i joke but i want to see this fight pit thing thatcher had one before it was with riddle matt riddle mm. he had that name in nxt um and i want to see him continue that so that he should have a fight pit match with champa does Champa go in the direction of Finn Balor? I think that's where we're going, but then a lot of people say cross, so I guess we'll have to wait till Wednesday to kind of figure that out, but I think I want this to kind of continue. The blood makes it crazy for me. Him butt punching the ear, and it was making it even more bloody. Like, I'm sorry, but I love blood and wrestling. And Does that make me a bad person? I'm sorry. It look, it gets me so more involved. It gets me go, I go, holy shit, like, he's 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 colored. He's he's. It's nuts. I could see us having two more of these matches. I can see uh, Thatcher now attacking Champa on yeah. TV. You'll get another match that maybe Thatcher goes over and then rubber match in, why not, Fight Pit. Uh, I think you can drag this story out a bit longer. Uh, Sarah in the Twitch room asks what happens to Thatcher because he keeps taking a lot of losses. I think his style, he's someone that when you're ready to put him in a, a title picture... You can just rack up a few wins, and I think he's credible enough that you'll buy it. I don't see him as someone who's buried by this loss yeah. at all. 
Um, he's so legit with his wrestling that I think you can heat him up very quickly. Yeah. But I do see this um, storyline continuing. Yeah, he's someone that like can slide into different title pictures, no problem. I, he's just he puts on fights like this. Then. Yeah, yeah, definitely great match. Uh, we go to our next match, the strap match. Oh boy, Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis, and. Dexter Loomis is the resident spooky man on campus, if you're not familiar. If you're one of those takeover people. Yeah. That just, you're like, who's Cameron Grimes? Who's Dexter Loomis? Uh, Dexter Loomis, Halloween Havoc. He served his purpose. Now I'm feeling like it's run its course a little bit. Um, and Cameron Grimes is playing this, this like scared comedy act that he's so terrified when we always see the comparison of John Silver in AEW, how he's super funny, but then when he wrestles, it's like, it's on. Yeah. So we need that with Cameron Grimes. Trevor Lee, Cameron Grimes, is amazing wrestler. So here he is strapped up to the scary guy in a strap match. But he takes his hat off and reveals he brought his own strap. He says, my strap or no strap. So Cameron Grimes gets the strap. Yeah, the ref, it's the zombie ref. And he's like, hey, Dexter, is this okay with you? And Dexter just stands there silently, not blinking. <laughs> so he's like, all right, okay, we're using this strap. Did you see their War Games video where everyone on the roster was doing yeah. it? Yeah. And Dexter Loomis just doesn't say anything. <laughs> I will say as a character, like, I'm not massively into his in-ring work. But as a character, I think he's managed to remain somewhat interesting having never spoken a word, which is quite impressive. Yeah. I Yeah. Well, it's, it's Trevor Lee versus Samuel Shaw as well. Here. Yeah. From TNA days. Uh, so Cameron Grimes' strap is the strap they're using here. And he attacks Loomis right before they're even strapped in. And he starts to beat him up. Strikes beating him all around the ring. But Dexter comes back. He gets the, the strap indeed. And then throws Grimes around like the ringside. He's throwing him into the barricades and into another one. He's, he's taking some bumps here. Throwing him around. Bumping around. Uh, and then there's like Grimes who counters one of these moves and hits a back suplex to the outside similar to what we saw with Everize. i think who did that to him but um, <laughs> it maybe was, was it imperium <laughs> one yeah. of the guys from Everize last wednesday took this exact bump here where he just goes flying into darkness uh so it's grimes who now is beating him up bringing dexter into the ring bringing it to him and decides to grab this this bag and it has the other strap in it and puts the bag over. It's not so much like a burlap sack like we've seen. It's not Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, but it's kind. Of, it's still kind of. It's a. It's a little bag black on the velvety bag. Yeah, black velvet bag. What are those Crown Royal bags? Yeah, <laughs> he puts that over Dexter. Would have made this match better. He puts the that over Dexter's head and starts to beat him up. And then he's he's like whipping him with the strap because they're strapped together from the wrist. Um, and then there's like two straps. You could call him double strap, Cameron Grimes, two straps, but Dexter in the ring hits him with a spine buster. Grimes hits him with a German. They're going back and forth. There's a chair brought in here. Grimes has the collision course, only a two count, sets up a chair for something, but it's Dexter who locks in the silence, the like arm triangle, uh, anaconda device, whatever you want to call it. But there's a struggle. He then takes the strap, pretty much almost hog ties. Cameron Grimes a little bit, ties him up with a strap, straps him up, strapped in, and, well, the silence puts Cameron Grimes out, and Dexter Loomis wins the match. Right. I 
I didn't enjoy this match. I'm going to try and find some positives from it, though. Um, I did like that Cameron Grimes wasn't playing the scaredy cat just running around. I would say this is a better strap match than the Roderick Strong one, which was essentially the same feud. Yeah. Um, but that match was so much just Roddy running around the place and Dexter trying to get him. I did like that Cameron Grimes brought a bit of a fight here. Um, it was far too long. It, it seemed to drag and it actually made... I had to ask you to get a Red Bull when you nipped out because <laughs> it did kind of drag and off those first two cracking matches really dragged the pace down. I did think the finish was pretty cool. They were both going for their finishers and countering, but with each counter, the strap was getting like more tied around um, Cameron Grimes' legs, mm-hmm. which caused him to eventually, when Dexter pulled it, it was wrapped around his legs, which sent him head first into the chair and allowed him to then do the like hog tie into the silence. I thought it was actually a really clever finish, which I really enjoyed, but just, I don't think this should have been on this takeover. I don't think the story was big enough or serious enough to be a takeover match. And like, this is a match that I might put on the top of an hour on a weekly show, not a takeover. It felt like a TV match. I, yeah. I, I wanted to see... I love Cameron Grimes, and I think he deserves to be on TakeOver, but it's it's this match, and it's already kind of setting you up for, like, it's is it comedy? And and fair play, they didn't do the comedy. He he showed that, like, I'm not scared of him, and I'm going to fight back and, and stuff. But it's like Dexter goes over, and then it's like, okay, well, now what? Like They also had Dexter show a bit of emotion for the first time yeah. when Grimes was whipping him, and he kept on going for the eyes, kept on sort of blinding him with the strap. And Dexter was showing emotion for the first time. So a bit of an evolution with the character there. But as you said, where do you, where do you go from here? That This character of Dexter Loomis has been fine until now. But how are you going to progress this? Because every feud is going to be him just scaring people and uh, the heel being scared and running away. And similarly, where does Grimes go from this? I, Grimes, you can, I guess pick up any feud easy enough but i don't see what this serves either of them really yeah it's kind of like okay well where does this go because like yeah. i don't want to see dexter loomis in the north american title picture where no. you could have had grimes well, maybe yeah i mean it it could be just that it will probably be dexter scaring johnny gargano great and that's and johnny gargano healing it up and essentially playing Roderick Strong and Cameron Grimes. That's just, probably where they're going to go. Like the resident scary guy. It's just like, okay, isn't it like, this is, I don't know, it just doesn't fit on this show for me sometimes. No. And I'm not saying he's like, he's bad or anything, but like, this is supposed to be the, the wrestling show. Yeah. Right? And it's kind of weird that we're getting... He's, he's a main roster act. Yeah. I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, maybe move him up soon. Cause you won. I, I don't see what, what you do with him from here. We'll see. He also had a blood... Dexter had a bloody nose after this match too. All the blood... Um, the biggest reveal of the night. Mm. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. The War Games toy set. Yeah. It's, Double cage. <laughs> it's the the ring you can buy like the, the for your figures, but it's a War Games set. We need this for our set. We need this. I, I only just put up these shelves. I'm yeah. going to need a deeper one if I'm going to have War Games. a bloody War Games ring. For anyone last minute Christmas gift ideas... War Games set. Did look cool, and when I was a kid, I'd have totally got oh, this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Would be lit. Double cage? Bro, come on. So, we also get a video of a vulture. No, it's not a crow. 
It's not Sting. It's Karrion Cross, And we see a tick-tock on the clock. And uh, what, do you, what do you make of this video with the vulture? Yeah, quite obviously Karrion Cross. Obviously vultures are birds that prey on Karrion. Adrian feed on, Toomes. Feed on the dead. Um, so, yeah, very clear reference to Karrion Cross here, which makes it seem that he's ready to come back. And with Finn Balor seeming to be ready to come back too, um, I think it only makes sense to just go to that match. I guess. If he's back and Finn's back and both are not injured, let's see who the real champ is. Yeah. And try not to get injured either yeah, no of you injuries. this time. No injuries, please. please, stop. Well, we don't have the NXT Championship on the line tonight. But we do have the NXT North American Championship on the line. Champion Leon Ruff. Some people, the TakeOver crowd right now are like, wait, who's Who? This? Sorry, who's Cameron Grimes? Who's Leon Ruff? Leon Ruff, for those keeping score, defeated Johnny Gargano because the curse of him not re- being able to retain the titles in general uh, lives on. And Leon Ruff kind of got a little sneak win over Johnny who thought he was rolling, spinning the wheel. Uh, picking Leon Ruff because Damian Priest kind of got involved, so therefore he dethroned Johnny for the North American title. And we now have all stories kind of intertwining. Johnny Gargano versus Leon Ruff versus Damian Priest, North American title, on the line. It starts with Johnny, who's hitting a bunch of super kicks, to Priest, one to Ruff as well. There's then like this double rope jump Rana from Leon Ruff, who's kind of showing he's got some flashy moves here. He's not just a flash in the pan. He's not, The whole story is he doesn't want to be a joke. Hmm. So here, he's like hitting some pretty cool wrestling moves. Johnny, though, stops him in his tracks with the slingshot spear. Then there's like uh, a spot where it's the razor's edge from Priest on the outside, but he throws Ruff because the size difference is crazy. Ruff goes flying against one of these like walls, safety barricades, and just it falls over, and Ruff goes flying through it. Yeah, the whole time up until this point was kind of Ruff getting in Priest's way, and Priest kind of giving the impression like, hey, you're out of your depth, like, get out of my way. You've had your fun as champion, but it's time for like the big boys to play. Kind of what healing healing himself up a bit yeah um and then here yeah it hits that razor's edge through the plexiglass which was a great spot but looking a bit apologetic like like, "Ah, dude you made me do this i'm sorry you made me do this well johnny capitalizes hits a 360 ddt on priest on the outside and then we're getting gargano versus priest here because ruff has been taken out so they're going at it counter for counter they've had a, a little bit of a series here so they know each other pretty well uh, Johnny hits the like sliced bread or Johnny Walker, if you will, for a two count. Uh, pretty great back and forth action between Johnny and Priest here. Really cool. But then out of nowhere, Leon Ruff flies back in. Top rope uh, to both of them. And then another tope off the top to both guys again. And then I could be wrong. Well, first, the, the double rope jump crossbody to the outside was crazy from Leon Ruff. Oh, but yeah. Does Leon Ruff hit a corkscrew os cutter? Or something like it. It was like twisting, yeah. It looked really cool. Insane. So like a jumping, flying cutter onto Johnny for a two count. He then fights back with a lunatic lariat sort of thing. But again, it's like an inverted version of the move. Really crazy. It's like he. he it's it like was, when you play Mario Kart on mirrored. That's how it was. Like Tyler Bates, uh, where Tyler Bate jumps shoulder first against the ropes yeah. and comes back. It was like that, but jumping backwards shoulder first. Look really, really cool. So he's going all over the place, but then he's got to go one-on-one against Priest, and Priest says out loud, all right, no more chances. 
and then hits a like double flatliner on both guys at the same time. Gargano, though, gets the lawn dart in here. There's Leon with the crucifix bomb to Gargano for a 2.95. This was a crazy. This is how he beat Gargano in the mm. first place. Gargano gets the Gargano escape at one point. There's Priest with a spin heel kick off the top. There's every time Priest gets in the ring with Ruff, he's like throwing him away and he's using him as like a weapon to throw him at Johnny. And he does this at one point where Johnny scouts it. And while Ruff is being used as like a, a weapon, Johnny super kicks Ruff. Uh, and then Priest goes for the South of Heaven choke bomb, but out comes. Ghostface. Oh, it's a scream, baby. And he makes the distraction here, but there's not only one Ghostface, but two, three, four. 19 Ghostfaces. Oh, there's more, pe- there's oh, more Ghostfaces than Cody's Team Cody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's so many <laughs> Ghostfaces. Yeah. There's more Ghostfaces than there are in the, in the series. Yeah. There's not enough Scream movies to be out yet. But what's your favorite scary movie? Priest takes out all of them. He hits like... A tope to one side where he lands on three of these guys. And I'm talking Ghostface, like the, the mask, the whole cloak, everything. And then there's more of them on the other side. So he hits another flying like Topecon to those guys. It's madness. There's then more of them that show up. But there's this. But before that happens, there's this spot where he chokeslams Johnny onto the, the like apron. Johnny rolls in the ring. Priest is like taking a second to like catch his breath on the outside. Doesn't see Ruff has now re-entered the match. Does a frog splash to Johnny and gets like another near fall here where you thought he accidentally like slept on Ruff who was sneaking away. This bit, I've been on this so hard. The, the, the shot was great because it was more priest in focus on the outside, taking yeah. a breather after taking out all these ghost faces, and you just see Ruff flying from behind and go for the pin. Uh, great spot in the match. So he stops the pin there, and he's like, "All right, I gotta take, I gotta take you out." And he hits Ruff with this crazy, like, spinning roundhouse kick, just insane. And he's hitting more of them. When Johnny's back up, he's hitting another spin kick. But wait, there's more because another ghost face, yes, another fucking scream mask shows up, and he's got a lead pipe who then hits Priest with it, taking him out. Leon Ruff is in the ring, goes for a roll through like schoolboy into something on Gargano, who rolls through that into a super kick, sets up Ruff for the final beat slingshot DDT. Johnny Gargano pins Leon Ruff to regain the North American Championship. He's a three-time champ. Johnny three-time. It's a scream! Uh, I thought this was a really entertaining match. Some really, uh, really cool spots in there. And they they showcase what Leon Ruff can actually do. In this match, he wasn't just someone lucking victories. You, you really saw all of his skills that make him an exciting performer. They overdid it with Ghostface for me. You'll get into the reveal in just a second. Just too many of them. Unless you're going to reveal who all these guys are. We thought it was two of these, and we thought it was three. And then as soon as you see there's like seven of these guys, you go, okay, well, we're probably not finding out who all of these are because that's just a huge army. It got a bit ridiculous. And I think the reason why they did that was they they really wanted to protect Damien Priest. And the reason why Damien Priest lost was because he had all of these guys. Just, just have someone win sometimes. Yeah. You revealed one ghost face at the end. That's enough. He used a lead pipe. That's enough to protect Priest, if that's what you want to do. 
uh, I thought it got a bit ridiculous and kind of took my enjoyment away from the match towards the latter part. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still very entertaining. The match was crazy. Yeah. Definitely. We did, we knew it was going to be like Johnny and Priest and then Ruff kind of the odd man out. And it was that. But Leon Ruff, this was Leon Ruff's coming out party Absolutely. for me. Definitely. Like the, the story was, yeah, he lost the title. But like he... he Delivered in a match on a takeover. Mm. That means he belongs in, in NXT. To, to me, anyways. Like Absolutely. The stuff he did tonight was fantastic. He, he fit this position, this role perfectly. Uh, I loved some of the crazy spots. Again, I bit so hard on that finish that uh, Damien Priest like didn't see him do it. And I was like, oh, like there's so many different times. You, you could have seen it go either way. Oh, yeah. But of course, the the ghost face it got a little too contrived. It's like, come on. Like We, we said on last Wednesday, Up Next, that with all the recent signings here in, in the PC that there would be the rascals showing up with the, not the scream masks, but the scary movie yeah. was up masks didn't happen, but I think two of them definitely were the rascals, Probably. but I don't think any of that's going to be revealed again. This we, is just, we were saying at one point, Johnny and the this, rascals, is this just evolve Has Johnny just got all his boys from yeah. evolve to everyone I've out? trained. I, yeah. uh, you have to help me in this match. Uh, Johnny just paid him off. He's got that Johnny Gargano money. Come on. Um, I, 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 we thought it would be Johnny and the Rascals, and obviously, uh, Uncle Paul, we're open for negotiating some ideas <laughs> for creative services. We would love to uh, book, but instead, we got the reveal as Johnny's celebrating on the entrance ramp. Scream, the ghost face, takes off the mask, revealing Austin Theory, who says... It's me, Austin. It's me all along. And I fucking howled. I laughed so hard at that's this. That's where... Uh, we knew it was him. It's the line that got me. That's where punctuation is such a beautiful thing <sighs> at times. Because it's me, Austin. It's me all along, Austin. <laughs> Fantastic. This this saved it. <laughs> this really saved it. Uh, it made me forgive that there were a million ghost faces. It was so funny. Really well delivered. And uh, did we mention Gargano's gear? Because that's a takeover tradition. Oh, yeah. Johnny Gargano always coming with the full gear um, with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Cleveland Browns slash BB-8 to get the the nerd in there. Um, Looking fresh as always. Uh, I I don't know. I, I mentioned in our watch along earlier the Twitch and the YouTube chat got really angry when I started saying, "Oh, I heard the 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 Cleveland Browns won today." So I'm <laughs> sorry to anyone that is not. I don't. I'm sorry. Who cares? Johnny wore it though because fake sport. <laughs> I did like the BB. He always has to mix both. He's yeah. got to do two. He's, yeah, yeah, he's too cool. He's got to get one. the nerd in there. Yeah. Like football. Come on, definitely. Johnny. That sports. No, come on. Yeah. Go back to the nerd stuff. Uh, I definitely want to see some some Mando inspired gear going forward. Uh, I need some more Mando. Gear. More Mando. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, well, Johnny Gargano, three time North American champ. Uh, no rascals, but he's got Austin Theory and Indy Hartwell. Like the I unit think that's there. it. Yeah. Right. The, we're not going to see all these other ghost faces again. Just I Austin. Hope not. It's it's almost Christmas. Come on. We need like a different one. one. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, so, it's the it's the Gargano way. Essentially, is yes. what it is because it's the four of them as the as the unit. But uh, Austin theory with that line really made me it was laugh. very funny. Yeah, we we predicted that it was him a time ago uh, on the wheel that Johnny spun to face Leon Ruff weeks ago. It was originally Austin theory, and then Austin theory quit like before. So it was, he has just been chilling. But yeah, we have been saying that we thought it was him this whole time, and it was. Uh, we don't know who the other nineteen of them are, but there was a lot of them. 
We have a special thanks to Black Sabbath for War Pigs, which I'm super stoked about because it leads us into our main event and this video package hyping up War Games. And we saw like the, the clips of Undisputed Era in their suits and in the limo and, and looking all badass. And then the, the shot of Pat McAfee, just his face is just like looking at the camera, his video pose. Uh, so, so fucking he, sick. He always looks like a kid trying to smile in a school photo. Just like a bit dorky. It's funny. <laughs> I love Pat. Uh, I, I love the fact that like WWE main roster uses ACDC just for everything. I know they use NF for Raw and it's lit, but... The fact that fucking Sabbath and fucking War Pigs finally being used... Like, it's such a perfect song. And I, I said this weeks ago when they first used it, that War Pig solo, like, there's nothing fucking better than the War Pig solo. Maybe Purple Rain Prince. Maybe. There's a good argument there. But I can't even... I'd say Sweet Child of Mine as well. Sweet Child of Mine solo? Yeah. yeah. It's what I miss in music these days. Where are your, like two-minute epic guitar solos. Yeah, they don't like, exist anymore. We love ballads here at the Brady Davis yeah. State. Yeah. We, we, we definitely... I don't know. Warpig solo is fucking lit, though. It's heavy. I was pumping it today getting in the mood. <laughs> I was in the zone. Sabbath being used in WWE is fucking sick, especially the, the video package here for this main event is just nutty. Uh, shout out to the production people at, in NXT. I know we talked about like the WWE docs and stuff, but their production is, is, is oh, yeah. top-notch, and this video is crazy. More Black Sabbath... In my NXT and WWE, uh, less Pitbull. Main event time, war games. Let's go to war. War, what is it good for? Undisputed Era versus the brand, the Kings, the Pat Pack. Or Team McAfee, as they ended up going with. All you had to say was any of those options. Any of those others. We've been saying them for months. They didn't even give them a name. They just said Team Pat. (laughs) Team Pat. <laughs> Not even the Pat Pack. <laughs> Guy, we gave them gold. Uh-oh. Gold, Jerry. Undisputed Era versus the brand. Fuck it. And it's War Games. And Team McAfee has the War Games advantage. But that that is because of a ladder match between Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne. And both of them decide they want to start it out because they have some unfinished business with each other. Uh, we should mention that... They got some some flashy gear here as well. Oh, it looks fantastic. Yeah, they're... No more yellow. They went to red, red with uh, these camo like tank tops with the red UE symbol on it. Uh, I thought it looked fantastic. So, it, so, did, so did McAfee's team. They got like matching camo, everyone. Yeah, the black and white camo. Uh, yeah, the, the gears here were good. This is what I want in war games. Team gear. Yeah, you need jerseys. Yeah. Because you can sell them. Absolutely. Right? That's, there's money on the table. We've been right? talking about our matching post-wrestling universe track suits. Yeah. I know Benno is all about that. Track suits. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly start this match out and they're doing all sorts of things that we saw uh, two weeks ago in the ladder match, but these guys are like submission technical wrestling wizards and they're showing us here. Pete Dunne is scary jacked. Pete Dunne is a scary guy because he uses a tattoo as knee pads. That's how fucking scary mm. he's jacked in this match. Um, they're, they're hitting like triangle holds on each other. They're chain wrestling. Kyle O'Reilly is just a beast when it comes to wrestling. I don't know how someone can be this technically sound. Pete Dunn, though, goes for the hand. 
grabs the fingers and tries to break them. I'll let you do it later because he does it like 90 yeah. times in this match. Uh, Kyle then hits like a flying arm bar. Uh, and then Kyle is like getting the best of him with like all these strikes. And that's when there's like a suplex. Sorry, I think it's an X-plex from Pete into an arm bar, which looks great. I always mark out when Kushida just does flying arm bars and stuff out of nowhere. But the X-plex into it is could be a f- potential finishing move here. In comes Oni. Oni Lorcan, who is also super jacked. He's in TakeOver main oh, event. Oh, yeah. Main he did his subs today. Yeah, Oni's in a main event of TakeOver, and he's jacked AF. He's hulking up here. He comes in. He hits the half-and-half half suplex. There's, they're then hitting double teams on Kyle here, a short-arm DDT. Um, Bobby, who comes in eventually to make the save, he's the next guy in who takes them out. He's got some, like, judo moves and then a... Triple H style spine buster, and now Bobby and Kyle, Red Dragon, reunited here. They're hitting their own double teams on everyone. They hit the DDT, then the like monkey flip thing. They're fucking everyone up here. This this spot with Bobby and, and Kyle was great, where they just like reunite. He comes for the save, and they just wild out here. In in our WWE 2K, we had so many matches against Red Dragon, Undisputed Era, Bobby and Kyle because. They're submission experts, and we're so shit at submission in 2K. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's 2K19, if for anyone wondering. because uh, You especially. As soon as the submission's I'm locked scared. in, you're like, we're done. Kyle O'Reilly is so hard. He just locks in knee bars and arm bars and everything, which is he's doing in this match here. Just crazy. But as Bobby and Kyle are running shit, in comes Danny Birch. He comes in, and it's war games. Weapons are allowed. So he goes under the ring, and he grabs this yellow bag, this, like, pouch thing. But it's kind of big. And he brings it into the ring and starts to get in the advantage here and reveals that the bag has a cricket bat in it. Cricket? Yeah, cricket. He starts to swing around and then goes into the bag and grabs a second cricket bat and hands it to the other Brit. Yes. It's Pete Dunne. And- I loved it was Dunne and uh, Danny with this. It so, was great. So the Brits, uh, <laughs> I'm getting all sorts of Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> uh, Vic jo- You know, I always rag on Vic Joseph for not knowing wrestling holds and wrestling moves, but Vic Joseph knows his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles references. So I'll give him quotes for Casey Jones there. Cricket. So, yeah, explain what, what are these Brits doing with these cricket bats? Not only do Brits hate fingers but brits love cricket apparently i don't but yeah <laughs> cricket's very big in the uk um and wade barrett obviously we were doing the watch long so we don't always catch the uh commentary but wade barrett was making lots of references uh he referenced lady freddie flintoff at one point who was someone i never thought i'd really hear about on a wrestling show um and a lot of the americans in the in the chat room were getting very lost so much cricket. I mean, it's an epic weapon. Oh, yeah. In, like, Shaun of the Dead, I think he's Shaun's pretty smart for cricket using Cricket bats are hard. Which I is would use it. weird, because I had a dream about cricket last night. Whoa. Which is very spooky, because I don't like watching cricket, I don't like playing cricket. So why was I dreaming about cricket the night before this takeover, where Danny Birch brings out a cricket bat? Really odd. I don't want to tell you what I had a dream about. I don't want to know. It wasn't cricket. So the Brits are using cricket bats. They're swinging away. And Roddy eventually 
is next to jump in. He comes in. He's trying to fight off these guys, fight off the cricket bats. And Roddy eventually gets some offense. He hits the backbreaker on Pete and just crushing him. He is the Messiah. Roddy's taking out everyone. Angle slam on Birch. There's then Pete who's hitting like uh, this like elbow stomp thing on Bobby. Brits not only hate fingers, but also hate elbows and just arms. and what, They just like hurting people. It's time for the last member of uh i did like during all this bit how uh danny birch actually submitted but obviously the match doesn't start until the people were in it was a nice touch in the women's one as well where i think dakota went for a pin but because eo wasn't in the ring yet they couldn't they were like whoa it was just a nice kind of reminder of the rules visually to the audience that no this doesn't count yeah so the match doesn't start yet because not everyone's in but in comes the last member of team pat with the advantage Pat. <laughs> the man himself, Postman Pat. Postman Pat. He comes down to the ring and he is wild and he's got tables under the ring and he starts he pulls one out and it says it has the Undisputed Era logo on it and it says fish. He sends that into the ring, goes under the ring, grabs another one, O'Reilly, another one, Cole, another one, strong. It reminded me of Christmas. It's like when my mom goes under the Christmas tree and like, oh who's playing? Oh Santa? boys, what have we got here? Oh well, this, this one's, one's for Brayden. This, this one's, one's for Bobby. For Bobby. For Fish. For Cole. So he's he's handed out the gifts here. He's putting these tables into the ring, both rings, because uh, he's he's wanting to put these guys through each table. He's got them marked out. He's got names. He's about to catch them. Uh, Pat McAfee uh, has. They all have the offense here, and they're beating down on <laughs> on Undisputed Arrow with Cole, who's still not out in the match yet, and. They set up a table that says O'Reilly on it. They put Kyle on top of it. Pat McAfee climbs to the top rope. And Pat McAfee hits a moonsault onto Kyle O'Reilly through the table. Nice looking moonsault too. Wow. Pat McAfee with the crazy looking moonsault. The table comes crashing. Kyle O'Reilly is laid out. He's beat up. And Team Pat is looking mad strong. But then Adam Cole enters war he goes under the ring and as all like the team pat are like crowding around the the ring entrance like where the doors because they're like I'm, we're just gonna beat you up like mm. good mentality we're just wait till you yeah. get in the ring and beat you up but they don't notice he grabs a fire extinguisher he sprays it blasts it in all of their faces to get into the ring and then starts to beat up everyone and adam cole finally gets his face off with pat one-on-one again but pete dunn interrupts it who then uh, goes for the bitter end, but Cole counters it with his crazy DDT spiking Pete here. This is just insanity. Kyle O'Reilly somehow is standing again, and then Pat McAfee is just shook. The facials on him is like, whoa, you got up? How did you get up from that? And Kyle starts to rock him, and Kyle's like, yo, you want to fight me? Like, kind of goading him in, and then Cole attacks him, so it's... Everyone's beating down. It's chaos. It's war games. Oni Lork and Danny Birch get up. There's blockbusters. There's assisted DDTs. There's all sorts of crazy shit. Pat McAfee hits the figure four on Adam Cole. Cole reverses it. Obviously, it hurts once you reverse it, which isn't really true. Have you ever had a figure four? Uh, I've heard someone say it does hurt. If you, I don't, I don't think so. No, no. I'll tonight. Someone listening, go put someone in a figure four and do the turnover. It actually still just hurts the person. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry, but Pat 
was hurting here, though. I think it was Eric corrected us once and said, like, an MMA. I think it was Eric Marcotte, yeah. our MMA expert. Yeah, yeah. But... Wait, he says it does hurt. Yeah. No, it hurts. The still hurts the person okay. you have it on, All definitely. Right. But it's yeah. wrestling. We, we've been oh, conditioned yeah. to oh, yeah, for yeah, years for and sure. years. You know, there's a move that does hurt. The Sushi Goroshi. Oh, yeah. Adam Cole's suplex lift into the Ushi Goroshi knee. Just crazy. One of my favorite moves. Not the, the match, no one's really going for pinfalls at this point. I think it starts to ramp up because the match has officially started. But there's this Tower of Doom spot where they set up a table. And it's like Pete Dunn on the table and all sorts of guys. But the table doesn't break. I am the table. So Roddy decides to climb the top rope and then just does like the splash through everyone through the table. And it breaks. It looks awesome. Great spot. Um, Pat McAfee is up top with Adam Cole. He gets thrown through another table. Wasn't the one of it wasn't it didn't have his name on it though. It was the wrong one. Yeah, so, yeah. Poor guy. So he's laid out. Uh, there's then like uh, the spot where now Pat's knocked out. So it's Danny, Oni, and Pete, and all the four members of Undisputed Era like lock them against the ropes in the cage in between, and then just deliver all these strikes. It's like Undisputed Era button mashing, yeah. going after them, just unleashing super kicks, knees, forearms, everything, just leveling out team pat here they're squatting up these guys are like sitting ducks in a cage and then they've leveled all these guys out pat mcafee realizes what's going on and goes you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hit the old dusty trail essentially (laughs) and they're like where do you think you're going so they finally have pat where they want him undisputed era beat him down stomp a mud hole dry gang bang in here they're like just they finally get in the retribution they kind of want here from this guy who's been pissing them off but the other guys get up and now it's chaos they're all fighting uh there's european uppercuts combos there's pete dunn who's wobbling off the top rope at one point there's a lot that goes on in this match adam cole hits your favorite neck breaker it's like this how do you describe this just neck like breaker? a running leaping yeah you, you almost like a rko kind of neck breaker. yeah it's cool there's a superplex to pat from from roddy who then when all this chaos is going on, all the guys, there's the classic war games like pose off, but there's four members of ERA and the three of Team Pat. Pat is missing. Pat climbs the cage on top of it while all the guys are brawling. Pat McAfee off the top of the cage in war games with a swanton dive to everyone, but no one catches him. <laughs> it did look, and thud. It did look like they all just stepped back and he just... Thudded to the mat. Great rib. Um, <laughs> the Mick rib is back. <laughs> but cool, cool Swanton from Pat here. Yeah, the Patton bomb. The Swanton off the top. It rem- like I know Pat McAfee's a football guy, right? This reminded me of Lucy with Charlie Brown and the football, and she's holding it out, and then she just pulls it away. <laughs> and Pat McAfee does the swan. I hope he's okay. He got up. He's all right. Good for him. He learned to how to take a bump. Yeah. Yeah. Looked good. It looked good. He landed well. Yeah. Hope he's okay. He got up, so he's all right. Uh, we have Pete Dunne who hits the bitter end to Kyle. There's brain busters on the metal. Pat is alive and he's like swinging chairs now. I don't know how he got up here. Uh, Pat and Cole are fighting again and he hits a low blow to Adam Cole. Sets up to go for the punt kick, but he's met with a pump kick from Cole. There's then Fish who takes Danny out through a table. It's chaos. Uh, it's so, such insanity at the final moments here. Pat goes for the Panama Sunrise on, on Cole, or the Panama City Sunrise, or the Destroyer, if you will. But Cole blocks that and then hits his own. Adam Cole with the Panama Sunrise on Pat, the move that he beat him with, but Pat kicks out. 
Oni sacrifices himself to take the last shot from Cole. There's then a bitter end on the chair, which sends up Roddy to hit. Everyone's hitting their finishers here. End of heartache. Good song. There's the high-low, the Undisputed Era combo. It was the high-low with the chair as well. Insanity. Just just insanity. They take out Oni Lorcan with the high-low, flying knee drop, high-low, whatever combo with the chair. Now, Oni Lorcan's laying there. Bobby Fish puts the chair over top of Oni Lorcan's face. Kyle O'Reilly with climbs the like the ropes on the cage part, so he's like on the top of the rope, but against the cage. Flies off the top with a flying knee to the chair to the face of Oni Lorcan, busting him open. He's a bloody mess. Kyle O'Reilly pins Oni Lorcan in what seemed like forty-five minutes of just chaos. Yeah, it was over forty-five minutes. It was really really fantastic match as well just crazy these guys just went out there and and leveled each other for uh, like i said a long period of time but wow what a war i thought this had a it wasn't obviously it had the the weapon spots it had the chairs it had the cricket bats it had the tables but i i didn't feel it had as much plunder as previous uh war games matches and i liked it for that they they still went to a lot of wrestling a lot of isolating the teams just some brutal strikes as well, um, and a, a great like there were a few times in the match where I thought it was the end. I thought it was the finish, and then it kept going. Interesting that Kyle O'Reilly picked up the win as well. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's anything to read into, but obviously he had his fantastic match against Finn. Um, the last uh, War Games match that UE won, I know Adam Cole picked up the win. So to have Kyle win it here with that knee to the face which only looked messed up after yeah only was bleeding he was bleeding his eye looked busted he and looked like a bloody vampire from buffy yeah like legit yeah he did uh triple h said in his call that only's being checked out apparently uh bobby fish has a laceration on his elbow oh, everyone man. else has like bumps and bruises how's pat superficial is pat okay that's fine oh, i think yeah wow um but Really, really great match. I personally preferred the women's one, but um, if you tell me this is your match of the night, I wouldn't disagree with you. Uh, I thought this was a very, very solid War Games match. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I know we both earlier said that the women's was our match of the night. Uh, I really enjoyed the triple threat too, but look, this was fantastic. Uh, This was like what we expected from these guys. I joked leading up to this that it's Undisputed Era versus the team they randomly quickly put together. Yes. And it it worked out. They had a really good but match. But they picked the right people for it. Yeah. Because they, all of those guys, like Dunn, uh, Oni, and Danny, are great, just classic wrestlers, but who can do this violent stuff. They're all very like your Kyle O'Reilly's and your Adam Coles and Roderick Strong's and Bobby Fish. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it was the perfect choice of people. I, I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, it had all this like storytelling with all like the feuds going in. Like obviously uh, Undisputed Era had history with Pete Dunne and like Roddy is the guy who turned on Pete like way back when. So they had little like twists in the story that like kind of brought it back. But I, I like the fact that you kept getting the, st- the Adam Cole trying to get his like retribution off of hat and then he he does get it but then at the end it's like we just got to kill these guys and they and they do and they stand tall and kyle o'reilly everyone in our chat going into this match live was like in our chat rooms were like kyle o'reilly turn and i'm like what that doesn't make sense at all in fact just <laughs> instead just push him as the guy and he got the win here so i mean if finn said what finn kind of alluded to weeks prior is the winner mm. you know 
gets a shot, well, it should be Finn versus Kyle too. Finn versus Kyle too. Uh, realistically, I know Karrion Cross is in the talks again, but doesn't Kyle just won this match? So I mean, you you could always do the match at whether it be a a TV special um, around New Year or whether you wait till the Rumble. You can keep these Karrion Cross vignettes happening for a little bit and have the match and then have Cross for the winner of that, but. Yeah, I'd be down to see Kyle and Finn again. Just well, it's funny be you say that this time, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that because apparently there's New Year's Evil, which okay, is, which is the next special that's happening. Right. So, so I do the match there. I do Kyle versus Finn. Kyle Finn then and have Cross come out at the end because to challenge I, there, the winner. There's a Wednesday that's on the 30th of, de- of December, so I, I imagine that's it. Or they try to do it on the Thursday. Or or- the- yeah, or the Wednesday after. So you could do that, and Cross shows up there. But I think I think so. I would book Finn versus versus Kyle O'Reilly again because it's just selfishly I want to see that match. But this this match that the men had was was crazy. And and undisputed era, they say it's their match, but they lost like a few times. Yeah. So now it's tied up. It they're two and two now. Now they're two and two, so it can do be you their match. See this being the end of the Pat Pack. Yes, me too. I think that's a good way to finish him off. Is in this War Games match and. Pack can go away for a bit until he comes back for his next feud. And uh, Danny Birch and Only Lorcan obviously go for their uh, um, tag run. Yeah, yeah. And Pete, you can slot in anywhere. Okay. So you think, I, I think that this group was just put together for this. Yeah, uh, but, for sure. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting because watching this, I want to see more Pete versus Kyle. They mm. obviously highlighted that heavily through this match. They, they started the match. They went through the match. They would come back to each other, hitting all sorts of stuff on each other. And then it was towards the end where they're like, whoa, these guys have been wrestling this whole match. It's like they were highlighting that, especially they were the ones in the ladder match a few weeks ago. But You could do some sort of um, blow-off slash number one contenders match on TV. Yes. And the winner of that, because Dunn does have the ladder match victory over Kyle. Yeah. Um, and Kyle didn't pin Dunn in this, he pinned Oni. So I think you could do that on TV in the next couple of weeks, and then probably Kyle against Finn at New Year's Evil. Yeah, that probably makes sense, which I think is the January 6th show. That makes more sense, yeah, yeah Jan- in the new year. Yeah, so... Um, wow. So yeah, overall, we, we were go, we were super negative Nancy's going into this takeover the past few weeks, but we, we said that once we get to takeover, they deliver and man, Papa trips, Papa Paul, you always deliver with these takeovers. I really enjoyed tonight's show. I was highly entertained. Uh, other than the fact our WWE network still, they just hate Canadians. Oh, still crapped out. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought this was a really interesting show exciting show to watch i i don't know how you couldn't be entertained with the crazy women's match to kick it off and then like it kept my attention the only low light low point of this was the strap match i agree 100 that's what i thought that's what we thought that is what we thought if you are in the youtube room or twitch room and you want to call in this is the time to do it just click the link on the uh on the forum um and we'll talk to you when we're ready but in the meantime Uh, Let's go to some feedback. So I actually put up a poll this time to see what you guys thought of tonight's show out of 10. And uh, we currently have an average rating of 7.54. So very positive for this show. Nice. Um, Let's kick it off with Surin. 
uh, our very own Cameron Grimes, <laughs> who says Portland, not Canada, because I'm pretty sure I thought he was Canadian. Right. Cern yes, is I one think of we our, both did, yeah. Cern's one of our patrons. He was in our Halloween Havoc watch-along and was Cameron Grimes. Uh, we're, we're, we're definitely working on some Patreon uh, things. You, you won that contest, but there was Matt... the. The model too. He was he was pretty good. He was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Surin says decent takeover overall. Champa Thatcher and Grime Loomis exceeded expectations, and I'm glad Johnny regained the North American title. Both War Games matches were great, but the women's far exceeded the men's. Pete's bitter end onto the chair was insane, but Trash Can EO is my new hero. Yeah, that rhymes. Yeah, Trash Can EO. She's tweeted that she's trash. Yeah, I saw. Her. I don't, I don't agree with that, but yeah. Mystery, pretty decent takeover. Women's War Games was great, and I am probably in the minority, but I love the EO trash can spot. I think our, maybe, maybe people hate the trash can spot. Maybe we're the minority, too. Uh, Raquel getting the pin over EO was a choice. I mean, EO does need a new challenger, but I can't see Raquel winning the title, nor should she. I just hope the build should said. The build to said match isn't EO getting wrecked by Raquel every chance they get. They did that with her feud with Dakota. At least EO was protected in that she had to be taken down with a chokeslam through a a ladder spot on the metal. And did not care for Champa Thatcher. Thatcher bores me. Strat match was... just existed as well hopefully this feud is done and i dislike the na title match mostly because all the dumb ghost face stuff and them having austin theory come back was kind of bad considering he's a massive creep hopefully the tradition keeps up and johnny loses the title on his first defense again i'm over the gargano stuff now at least t-bar had a good tweet for it and the tweet says i was wondering where all our retribution reinforcements went i guess gargano stole them to celebrate halloween or whatever uh mystery does end with a question what do you guys see as the inevitable big title matches for new year's evil um balor versus kushida or cross versus someone well i think we picked kyle and then i think you answered with shirai and gonzalez is something that we do uh so uh thank you mystery we go to an angry pirate. Oh, okay. Thought the men's war games match was great. Started with technical wrestling between Dunn, Kyle O'Reilly, and devolved into madness. Shout out to Pat McAfee for exceeding expectations at every turn. Well, he wasn't that angry. <laughs> Chris Elliott, first time, big out shout out to the Twitch and YouTube rooms, and of course our hosts for a great night. Thank you, Chris. Now on to the tale of two big matches. Both War Games matches delivered. So much so that I'm having a tough time figuring out which of the two was better. I think I'll have to have a rewatch. After the big night AEW had last Wednesday, tonight NXT needed to show what they can do. And I think that those two matches just did that. I do, however, feel let down by the middle portion. The Champa match was good fun, but it was a tough spot following the first cage match. And the strap match was just dull. Way too long and nearly put me to sleep. And the triple threat was great until an overbooked mess of a finish. Thanks again. Thank you, Chris. We have Crooked Letter 9. I had to eat some crow hoping that War Games would be in a bigger building, but somehow the CWC was able to pull it off. The two War Games matches delivered in different ways. Io Shirai diving with a trash can over her off the top of the cage was the spot of the match. Raquel Gonzalez pinning Io was a curious choice as her next title challenger. Pat McAfee proved once again how much of a natural he is, and it was great to see Kyle get the pinfall as it's looking more and more obvious that he's getting a nudge to the top. The rough Priest Gargano triple threat was terrific, and every man gained something out of it. And I nailed the Austin Theory Ghostface reveal. Champa Thatcher and Loomis Grimes were solid too. Finn Balor and Karrion Cross potentially returning this Wednesday will spice things up heading into 2021. 
onwards to New Year's Evil on the 6th of January. Jesse à Montréal, the correct plural of Ghostface is Ghostface. Take care, says Jesse. You're going to have to come up with some evidence for that, Jesse. I don't know if I agree. Ghost faces. Screams, ghost faces. You say, look at all your faces. You don't say, look at all of your face. You know, I think he's right. Look at all these ghost faces. Ah, I don't know. Look I see both ways. Ghost faces. He is a smart guy. He is he a writer. He's a game but, guy, you know, but I, I, need, I need more yeah. evidence than just you telling me that that's the, the fact. Yeah. Jesse. Come on, Jesse. Montreal. Uh, and I see we have another one, little one there. Yes, we got one final one from Anthony, who says, Anthony, am I the only one who wanted Ruff to retain? So no more Wednesday night Ruff? Ah. Sad face emoji. You can still have Wednesday night Ruff if you want. Maybe he'll have a rematch. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe Johnny's, you know, Johnny's has this curse. Johnny could put the title on at New Year's Evil and lose it. And lose it. Probably right. not to Ruff, though. I can't see that happening. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that brings us to a close tonight. Um, no one wanted to speak to us. Oh, no one wanted to call no, in? No, wow. Ackman tried, but then gave up. So That's okay. Uh, maybe another time. Or maybe <laughs> we just won't ever bother again. Because I'm now sad. I'm now sad. <laughs> Well, uh, well, if you did hang out with us, thank you for listening. Absolutely. Where, wherever you may be, or if you joined in on the watch along and post show live on the YouTube, youtube.com slash up next and twitch.tv slash up next podcast as well. Uh, join us, follow us, subscribe, all that stuff because we, we go live every Wednesday night for NXT and we, we, Stream and game sometimes if you're into the Twitch stuff as well. But uh, patreon.com slash up next is definitely where you can listen to all the podcasts we put out. We just did a was next where we talked about Biggie Langston becoming NXT champion and the debut of Pac, a.k.a. Adrian Neville. And then we did a pay-per-view I, I chose. And then uh, I don't know if I regret it now, but we did a review of WWE ECW December to Dismember. Yes, uh, that came out yesterday. Um, you made me watch this. Uh, you know what? Some things you just have to tick off that list. And we did And it. I'm glad I did it. Extreme Elimination Chamber was not ex- as extreme as War not Games. Too, not too extreme. No, not at all. But listen to us talk about that as well. As all the shows that we have up on the Patreon, five bucks a month North American tier gets you access to those shows. Every show in the back catalog, which is a lot of shows. We did a Best Match Ever Samoa Joe Ring of Honor run with Bo, uh, with Benno. We have a best match ever Starcade coming out next week, as well as a Up Yours with World Champ Kev, who's picked Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So uh, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Patreon.com/slash Up Next. All the shows at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram for all the stuff, all the stuff we post and share out and stuff like that. And you can see all the stuff that we do because we podcast a lot. We Twitch, we YouTube, we podcast. And it's where you can go and find that. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. And we will be back Wednesday for NXT Up Next and uh, Up Next every Thursday as well. But thank you for listening and supporting. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And uh, I wish we, we can't do it as well as William Regal, but damn it, we can try. War Games! Ahoy! 
Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.